0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our team, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I am always excited to have you share with me. And of course, on this platform, I appreciate all of you gather every single week as we come together to talk about leadership. This is the place where leaders gather and we learn from each other. And I'm so excited. Thank all of you for your support sharing this podcast. Listen, I am so excited to have you share it. It means a lot and I do not take it for granted. When I tell you I appreciate you, you better believe I do. I truly, truly appreciate you. And uh, I want you to share this platform, continue to share it with other folks out there. It really would be a blessing. We're trying to reach over a million people and we're trending in that direction. And so if you would just share the link and tell folks to subscribe. I would appreciate that. Share with your staff, your team, your church, et cetera. Share it, share it. Tell them, listen to Next Level Leader Podcast, Dr. Joseph Walker. Now, I want you to follow me also on Instagram. That means a lot. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 Let me know that you're following me. I would appreciate that. And I would love to just connect with you. And then of course, don't forget for content, invite us to come in, share with your team or your church or your organization or whatever. We are more than willing to do it, josephwalker3.org. Get our books and all the things that we have available. So we just want to make it accessible to you and want you to know that we absolutely appreciate you. Today, we're going to talk about what leaders need to know in terms of empathy. How do we lead with empathy? How do we lead in a space understanding uh, where other folks are? I, I was led to deal with this because I was doing a workshop a few years ago and I was sharing how We make so many assumptions about people when they show up to work, and we have certain expectations for them without realizing that these are real people with real lives and et cetera. And I used the illustration of a waitress who was having a bad day, but still showing up and taking the orders and being efficient. And when the waitress was late, the people were complaining, not knowing that she was in the back between different tables. She was back there negotiating something with her son who was in trouble and uh, it was just so interesting, right? Because she was going between two worlds, just trying to feed her family. People forgot this is a human being. I think it's important when we lead folks to understand how to lead with empathy, have some compassion. And that's counterintuitive kind of to those of you who lead like Pharaoh. And I say that jokingly, but I say it very seriously because when you are a taskmaster, you often are not concerned about a person's emotional environment, what they're dealing with, and you just want to see them produce. But that's not an effective model of leadership because people are not robots. They're human beings. They're not human doings. So today I want you to hear these principles that I think will help you and all of us lead with greater empathy. And you have to care, number one, about the people you lead. It's very clear. You have to care sincerely about folks. You can't just go through life as a leader and not care about people. Leadership is people business. That's what it is. And you have to have a genuine concern about the welfare of the folks who have been entrusted to carry out your vision. You have to do that. If you're a leader of any integrity, any compassion, then you are a person that is sincerely asking your folks how you're doing, creating opportunities for them to download. I just think it's important. So you have to care about people. You're asking about significant milestones in their life reminding them that they are more than what they do, but that they are people that you genuinely care about and want to see succeed, not only on the workplace, but in life as well. Number two is that you have to create opportunities for corporate wellness checks. I say that because (laughs) if you don't create an opportunity for people to just kind of have a space where they can get checked on, then you're going to create an environment that can be toxic, that can be one that can backfire on you. It's important to allow people to download, creating small groups, uh, creating opportunities where therapists come in and do workshops or having, you know, uh, what we do in our ministries, Selah, every three months we provide our staff two days off for mental health and you can't answer your phone. You have to go and talk to therapists or go walk in the park or you have to do something important to yourself. It's so important. Because you have to create these opportunities for wellness checks, checking on people in terms of their mental health. You'd be amazed uh, at how people are uh, dealing with the pressure of the job, uh, the pressure of life. You have no idea what some people are bringing to the workplace. And so this is how you prevent very, very negative things uh, to spiral out of control when you're checking on people regularly and making sure that you've got an environment where people feel that if I need help, I know where to get it. The third thing is uh, to explore the why before the what. Now, again, in my book, Restored at the Root, this was like really the premise of the book, really understanding why do I do what I do? I'm often judged on what I do, but nobody really takes time to realize why have I responded the way I did. People are often very critical when actions are negative, negative. And uh, they're not consistent with who they think I ought to be, without really doing a deeper dive to understand why I'm in this place in my life. So I've often, as a leader, in terms of empathy, when a person is uh, not producing like they should, or a person you know goes off on someone or snaps and you know says something left field, it's so easy to be punitive, to punish, to censor. It's so easy to apply that kind of uh, judgment to that situation. However, a real leader steps back, has a conversation, and wants to know why. Why is this person responding this way? Why is this person late with their projects? This person who has always delivered on time, always been you know, very optimistic. Why are they the way they are? And when I begin to ask the right questions, I will begin to realize what might be happening in their life. So I want to suggest to you, don't just penalize somebody because of the what, without really understanding the why. Someone could have just lost a parent, could have just had a diagnosis. Someone could have had a bad situation happen in their life, legally or otherwise, and they come into the job place and have to put on their game face. And all of a sudden, if there's you know some kind of you know uh, leakage in that or encroachment upon that, and and they they end up showing too much of themselves they end up being penalized. It is so important, right, that we really do that. Now, back, back to that Selah. Let me go back to that because what we do, and I want to use this as the fourth principle, is allowing your team a Selah. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm just continuing to say it because I know how important it is for people to understand what a pause looks like, a cessation of work to really reflect and pour into yourself and have time to let God talk to you. You have to incorporate that. What a leader does is incorporate that and say, look, it's okay to take a day and a half or two. It's okay to just go away, deal with you, spend time with your kids, pour into yourself because the grind. So often we're so into the grind that we glorify the grind. We just keep pushing and pushing and pushing because we think that, that just, that makes us more important. But say lives are so important and it's hard. When you are a very progressive leader, it's hard to just pause, right? Because that's that suggests that we're being lazy or there's so much more we have to do and get around to doing, but you'd have no idea what these selahs would do for you. These moments when you just are still. It's interesting, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Isn't that amazing? That the way to know God, to hear from God is to be still The psalmist says that he makes me lie down in green pastures and he restores my soul, that the restoration process is when I am still. The reason why we're not being poured into, we're not receiving what we should, is because we're moving around so much, we're doing so much, that we're not valuing what it means to be still. I want to talk to your leader and tell you something. (laughs) If you keep going at the pace you're going, you're going to burn out. It's not going to be good for anybody. And I know what you're saying, but I've got to do it, and I've got to do this and do that. Let me ask you a question. If you were to have a stroke, heart attack, what would happen to all the things you have to do right now? The people that are expecting you to do it would find someone else instantly to replace you and get it done. That's why you need to take care of you. You need to incorporate some time throughout the day when you can be still, you can pour into yourself, you cannot go from 8 in the morning to 8 in the evening and just constantly project to project to project and project. You're going to bed, looking at your phone, up all night long. That's not healthy. Incorporate a Selah for yourself and for your team. But then here's the other thing. Celebrate your team. See, a part of empathy is celebrating people. Have moments where you recognize folks' birthdays and recognize their anniversary and recognize even their tenure on the job and celebrate various things, their work and how they perform. It's just good for people to feel valued and celebrated and appreciated because that's it. Nobody wants to just be tolerated. People want to be celebrated. People want to be celebrated. And when we celebrate people and we do that, it's a powerful thing. So I want you to really begin thinking about ways in which you can creatively celebrate your team. Maybe it's a day out for lunch. Maybe it's coming in and just bringing donuts to everybody. Maybe it's just having days where you have affirmation statements made by people on the team to each other, just affirming them for the work that they're doing. This is so important. So many people miss this because we do not celebrate each other. But I want to challenge you. I want to stretch you. I want you to come up with some form of way in your organization. Tailor make it to your organization. How can you celebrate the people who steward your vision? How can you celebrate your team? But not only that, but you can also support your team. This is important, right? Because we think about this number six is so critical because When you support people, it means that you have enough empathy for that individual who may need to go do something with their son or that individual who may be scheduled to work during their wedding anniversary. And you have a lot of empathy and say, you know, why don't you take off and do this or why don't you do that? You know, it's, it doesn't make you solve. It just creates a better environment where people feel supported or they get the resources that they need. If a team member says to you, I need better technology or I need, you know, help with this, and you're able to provide some level of administrative support or what have you. I mean, this is what leaders do. You, you get the intel and you respond accordingly because you are so serious about making certain that people are successful. And people will be successful on your team when they feel the support, when they sense it. And so I just want to encourage you today, create ways to support your team. Not to just spend all the time with our team and supporting them, showing up for stuff, allowing them to know that we care, uh, listening to them, creating opportunities where they can, you know, have off and support their children or family and et cetera when they have death in their family showing up and just being with them and supporting them. I mean, this is what it's about. So again, you're not just dealing with just people who don't have emotions. You're dealing with a team of folks who are committed to help make the vision that God has given you come to fruition. So it doesn't hurt anything to support them to say, I got you. And then even in terms of financially, thinking about their birthdays or thinking about their Christmas and making certain that you Do those things that let people know that they're not just doing a job, but they are called to come alongside your vision. And for that, you support them, you celebrate them. And I just think that's so important. And then, of course, as we prepare to go to this final principle today, number seven, I want to review what we have heard. So number one, remember we talked about caring about people, your lead. You have to have a sense of love and support for people. I care about people. Ask yourself, do you really care what happens in the life or what's going on in the experience of the people to whom you lead? Secondly, we're creating opportunities for people. It's so important. Creating opportunities for people to check in with their wellness, whether it's mental health or whatever, how you're doing. Creating opportunities for people to get it out and to talk. This is critical. Number three, exploring the why before the what. Let me find out why this is happening in this person's life. Let me find out why they did what they did versus just saying they did the what, and as as a consequence, I will judge them or I will take them out. No, this is about really understanding why a person is in that space, in that season. Next, it's about allowing staff selah or pauses. Creating a moment where you say, we'll we'll make it. We'll still survive if my team had two days off every three months. You know, we'll still make it. And I think that's the critical point, right? Because you have to know that church or your organization is all in God's hands. And so you have to believe that God would never give you a great opportunity like this. He would never create this and not allow you to step away from it so that you can be refreshed and renewed, so you can come back stronger. And Then of course, we talked about celebrating your team, creating opportunities to celebrate the achievements in their life, achievements in their work. People work hard and do things and deliver. It's more than just saying, well, thank you, and moving on to the next project. Sometimes you have to pause and just celebrate people in very creative ways to let them know that their work is a part a significant part of what you do and that you value and appreciate it. And then it's about supporting, supporting things that are happening in their lives as they support you. They're supporting your vision. So remember they have anniversaries. They, their children have birthdays. They have things to do at their children's school. Uh, they, they have anxiety around the stock market. And so when Christmas time comes around, sometimes your employees sometimes are a little nervous and to get something tucked away in the envelope from you means everything. So as a leader, man you got to just support people. you got to say I'm here for you, and uh I'm truly appreciative of the opportunity to have you work for me that That is a huge one, right But then I want to go to the final point It's number seven, and I want you to create opportunities for elevation and advancement. This is something that I've been talking to leaders about recently that every organization should always have a path forward where people can feel that they can advance within it. You never want to create an organization where people feel stuck. There's no mobility. uh, But here's an opportunity where people can actually advance and grow within the organization. Now, you talk about uh, morale. You talk about creating an environment where people are competitive and producing because they know that they have an opportunity to continue to climb within. I mean, that's a huge thing, right? And so I just want to certainly encourage you. And I want to just petition you to make sure within the infrastructure of your organization that you allow for upward mobility of the staff that you have based upon their competencies uh, and based upon their capacities. I think that's so important. And so I just think some people start at one level and then next thing you know, they progressed up to the organization, to the ranks, and that's a beautiful thing to see. And So that's how leaders lead with empathy. Nobody wants to stay at the same level all of their lives People want to see a level of advancement. And so to that end, I'm thankful to be able to share with you just these few principles that I believe can help you, your organization, really discover how to lead with greater empathy. I want to thank you. I mean mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that something was said today that would be a blessing to you. And if you feel that there's someone else who needs to hear this, Please share the link, tell them to subscribe, tell them, hey, every week we're listening to this content that's helping us as leaders continue to grow. I'm so thankful to have you with me today. And of course, don't forget, follow me, Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. That's the number three. Follow me. Uh, I want you to hit me up on Instagram because I love to connect with you and hear more about what you're trying to do, and if you desire me to come in and share with your team virtually or in person, uh, I look forward to doing that. Just, uh, just, just position that through my office, and I, I would get back with you. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. I know for any leader who has empathy, is a person who truly will be successful, because the people you care about are the same people that care about you. Well, you have a blessed one. Thank you for tuning in, and I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. Until next time, you be blessed. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.